to the Clients and Conversions Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, and I've helped fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you harness the power of social media to grow your audience by the hundreds, 2x their launch sales, and have client leads banging down the door to book a call with you. And I'm the first to say that hustling and searching hours online for your next client or student is not the vital ingredient to your success or even your happiness. This podcast is for driven entrepreneurs, from coaches to course creators and everything in between, to access practical and actionable tactics on everything from how to get clients with Instagram advertising, and really unlock the keys from sales and social media to get growth with the simplest tools possible, while keeping it just long enough to get you through your walk, drive, or workout. So stick with us for this episode and the ones to come so you can get more clients and sales in less time. Now let's get into it. Hey guys, today we have on Ginny Krause, who is a greatness coach and brand visibility expert, helping entrepreneurs push past the fear of showing up fully in their brands. Welcome to the podcast, Ginny. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I think it's going to be a really great episode, not only because I know that you are great, hence your title, but also because a lot of people really need this type of topic around really knowing not only how important your brand messaging is, but especially during times that feel uncertain or maybe you're going to a new offer or something like that, this is a really great episode to listen to. Yeah, I I agree with you, Um, not only because that's the work that I do, but because we are in uncertain times and I think it's a really big opportunity to plan for, you know, what happens when we do hit pitfalls in our businesses, whether it's things happening in the world or things happening in our personal lives as well. And just seeing how we can dig into our brand messaging and be prepared as possible to really reflect and respond. Totally agree. So I can't wait to get into that with you, but I like to start usually with your journey and kind of what led you to where you're really at now. So if you can let us know a little bit about kind of like how you grew up to kind of what led you going down this path. Yeah, so let me give you my really long, big journey into the smallest nutshell that I absolutely can. So for those of you that are listening that might be new to me and you might hear my Southern twangy accent, I'm originally from Southern West Virginia, born and raised, and then I moved to Florida in my 20s and I thought I was going to live there forever by the ocean and that was going to be my life forever. And a month into it, I met a German. Um, who was on an internship and we fell in love and I ended up moving across an ocean for love a decade ago. I can't believe that's even coming out of my mouth (laughs) and I've been living in Munich, Germany. So I'm an expat abroad and now we have two little boys and that's kind of where I transitioned into starting my first online business. I've actually owned a couple of different businesses and sold one along the way. And I finally feel like I really found my purpose in all of this um, over the last several years with digging into just my own messaging, my own alignment, which is how I work with people today. But I really got my start was being a VA for wedding pros. Um, Mm -hmm. I had friends in the industry. I was planning my wedding at the time. And I have a corporate career in digital marketing and The fact of the matter was, is I hated asking for time off in order to go back to the States and visit my family. And I hated just having so little of time and knowing that I could physically do my job from anywhere in the world, but my boss and my company required me 
to be sitting in their office, mm. it just, it pained me. It pained yeah. me in so many ways. And I thought, no, I really want freedom. So I started an online business back before I even knew other people did this. I thought I was a weirdo and it was like, okay, whatever. I, I, I live at ocean apart from the world that I came from. Let's just, you know, figure out something. So yeah, I started coaching people. So that morphed into coaching and getting into branding and to kind of shorten my story up as a whole is um, I really fell into brand strategy about five years ago. And that was my big focus. Um, and when I was doing that, I was really working one-on-one with clients and I was helping them to develop their brand strategy but it was much different than the way that I actually work with people now. And the big difference is I started to see the pitfalls that were really holding people back. So I would work with them on developing their brand messaging and their branding. And then my website designer at the time would, you know, make it beautiful and we would launch it out into the world and they might tell somebody about it. But then six months later, nine months later, I was seeing a pattern happening and it was, they just weren't showing up because they didn't have the confidence. They didn't really resonate with the offers that they were selling. Um, Just their, that alignment piece was really missing. So after working with so many people and kind of taking stock of what's really holding people back from their greatness is their inability to really fully show up. And the reason why people can't do that is because we, we have a lot of fear Mm -hmm. as just human beings. So that's where I decided to focus all my energy to, and to really help empower entrepreneurs and help them get really aligned because having aligned messaging and aligned offers within our branding that's where that confidence piece comes from. When you really believe in everything that you do, um, then you can really shine and get the tools and the know-how to really show up and you feel really dang good about it. So that's, that's how I, I serve women today. Um, and I just, uh, I pinch myself every day that I get to work with amazing women and, and dig into their brands and their messaging. Well, and I think something too, for people who don't know, her and, uh, Jenny and I actually did a session together, intensive together, and I think what's really interesting is because for myself, for those who don't remember the first episode, I first started as a website designer, so branding always was kind of like in my field of view at all times, but there's a time where, I think after the first year of business, I realized that just your color and logo and these type of things aren't really cutting it, and they don't really do much when it comes to really helping, which I love, is really helping attract and convert those people who are your ideal clients. That the, the colors might help a little bit, maybe like five, ten percent, but they really don't do much for your business. So I'd love before we go into anything else for those who are wondering like even what is brand strategy and brand messaging, can you kind of define in your words what that is? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you touched on the fact that your logos and your font colors Um, That is a big myth that is so important. So I still believe in investing in a great website designer. Um, I definitely will never tell you to stray away from having an actual website for your business to legitimize your brand, but that's not the most important piece. And in fact, before you do that, you should have really strong core messaging and that's your values. That's your stories. 
that's what you believe in. That's what makes you irresistible. And that's the transformational piece that you're actually providing for your client. And it goes into, you know, a couple of different ways is you have um, what I like to call as your brand impact statement, which can be elevator, elevator pitch, as some people call it, you know, but something that's really conversational um, about yourself that makes people engaged with you and they want to learn more. Also having a story vault um, of different stories that align with stories of your life, personalized stories, and how you can weave them into your branding, your messaging, and how you serve people today. Because if we all are consumers, as we are, it's those story, it's those commercials that come on and ping at our heartstrings mm -hmm. because somebody has been vulnerable with us. Like I, I don't know about you, but I am much more apt to invest in someone if I feel like somebody is really showing me their true selves mm -hmm. and allowing me to get to know them, not for all the great things that they are, but getting, letting me see them for everything that they're not yeah. as well. And just being vulnerable about, you know, what makes us us and being able to show up and share our faults and a lot of people that's hard that's hard for people to understand and to see it for ourselves and so that's why it's important to work with somebody that can see it in you ask the hard questions pull things out of you make you think about your own life and story and journey in a different way um, because we're in our own heads i mean myself included um, i definitely work with people as well to help me perfect my own messaging yeah. because just because I'm a quote unquote expert at helping others doesn't mean that I'm perfect at helping myself either. So yeah, it's not all about your, your logo and your colors and that's just a, a very small part of it that might attract somebody to your website, but what's keeping them there and what's going to get them to actually click to sign up to your webinar or click on your Facebook ads is going to be your core messaging and your story. Well, yeah, and I think for something that even I noticed myself, which is something we talked about on the intensive is how, you know, if you're talking to me like through a call or through podcasting or whatever, I'm pretty open. I'm pretty, I guess the biggest thing that we found out was pretty relatable, <laughs> like the biggest thing. But when it comes to actually talking about my story or those type of things, kind of lays by the wayside because I'll, I'll forget, or I said it in the first episode, literally a hundred episodes ago around my, my story. And then I'll, I won't remember to bring it up or bring up the story again or Right. And then a new person are. finds your episode 57 in, they're not going back to one, yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's a huge piece that I've noticed, even I have to keep myself up to because it's so easy to go into the, the value role and the expert authority role, which is still really valuable. But you need to add in those relatable things or those resonating things because that's going to get people to actually reach out. I've had more DMs from, I think, like a dog picture than a sales type of, you know, Instagram or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is just letting people in. And I want to point something out when I'm sharing this. When I say be vulnerable and share our stories, I want to make it really clear to anyone listening. 
that feels like that's not for them. This isn't an invitation to read your diary. Mm-hmm. We're not opening your deepest, darkest secrets. Like, yes, you can talk about it with your strategist, with me or whoever you might work with, but there are ways to tell your personal stories, but still keep pieces to yourself. You know, we don't have to, it's like reading a really good book. Um, I think I just recently was watching um, videos of J.K. Rowling um, about how she came up with the idea of Harry Potter and wrote it. And she said, you know, I wrote the first book three different times before I wrote the final version of it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why she did that is because she kept feeling that she gave too much away. Mm -hmm. And if she gave too much away, people wouldn't keep reading. So we don't have to give everything away in every message and every story. We just need to tell them just enough to get them to feel engaged and to keep reading and to keep following us and engaging with us and engaging with our content um, and, you know, hopefully becoming a valued member of our audiences. And that's what's really important is just finding out the ways that you can weave in your story threads, but also still be really protective over what you want to share. And I know there's a lot of people out there that just like air it all. Um, And that's okay too. If that's your vibe that like, I'm not going to tell you not to do that, but I really want to speak to the people that have fear in their hearts about showing up. And I'm here to say, you don't have to air your dirty laundry. You don't have to show people your diary. There are ways about sharing who you really are in your journey without going that deep and and bare, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. And I find that, and there's certain things that even for me, which we talked about. So the way that I've heard it before mentioned, which I think is good is you talk about certain things when you've come mostly on the other side of it, whether you've learned Mm -hmm. the lessons from it or so forth, it's usually not super helpful to put it during, unless that's your, if that's your brand to be like that vulnerable where you teach, let's say you're going through a breakdown and you like show a picture of you crying and breakdown and that's you and you want to show that to your audience. Great. But for a lot of us who are business owners, that feels really far out and they can't do it. And the way that I usually kind of have my barometer is, do I feel like I can talk about it without crying, without tearing up? And do I have a lesson from it? Like for me, my biggest, two of my biggest stories are around uh, my mom and stepmom passing away. And although obviously depending on my time of the month, I might be more teary eyed (laughs) than others, but I've done so much work around that. And it's been about 10 plus years for my mom, I think about seven-ish years for my stepmom. So I've had a lot of time to go through those. But what I find happen is that people think they need to address anything that's recent or current, especially if they're in it. Like for me, if I'm in my emotions and my feelings and then two or three days have gone by for posting, you're like, okay, I need to post something, but I don't know what. And it's okay to allow yourself to feel like you need to before you post, but really ask yourself those questions first and say, can I speak about this without having to go immediately back into the emotions, immediately go back into the pain? Because if there's still pain there, it's, there still needs to be more work around it from what I've seen. Or yeah. on the other side where, where I'm as well with uh, my relationship. I rarely talk about my relationship online, not because I don't love my, my guy, but he's not online. He's not on social media. We've been together for four years, but 
he's not a part of my business. And to me, that was a boundary that I set for myself years ago. And I'm still able to be vulnerable with my audience without having to, to divulge that side of myself. So yeah. they're kind of two separate ways. If you're being vulnerable or certain areas of your like life, you have to kind of set those parameters for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is a really great example for the boundary that you set for self to not um, the boundary you set for yourself to not share so much about your significant other. But I do know he exists mm -hmm. from being in your audience because you've shared tidbits of like, you know, the dog and mm -hmm. the painting and you know, things like that. And I feel like that is a perfect example of a boundary of, you know, letting people know that piece of you without having to show his face or, mm -hmm. you know, give the whole you know, rigmarole of like, this is what we're doing all the time together. And yeah, so I think that that's a great example. Um, as well with what you said about speaking about it, when you've gotten through it, and you have a, you know, something, a lesson to share, I'm with you 100% on that. Um, another factor with like, not getting too emotional with it is, if you're not ready to talk about something that you would invite people to start conversations with you in your DM, mm -hmm. then it's probably not time yet. So, yeah. cause people will might want to take it to a side conversation or follow up things. Um, and even me, just because I'm, uh, you know, a brand visibility coach and, you know, put a lot out there. I don't share everything in my life. You know, I'm definitely, you know, sitting on things that are too personal because I'm not ready to share about them. I'm not ready to have those vulnerable conversations, but when I, when I am, they'll be there. And if I choose not to share them at all, that's totally cool as well. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point out around the starting the conversation because especially with anything that you do that might be vulnerable or emotional you're gonna have to expect you are gonna get an influx of comments or dms no matter if you have only like a couple hundred followers because like you said people respond to emotion people respond to stories so like you said if if you're in a place where you're not ready to start dms about it or comments about it it might not be the right time and that's totally fine the fun thing is about your life is you have more than one story in your life <laughs> you're not mm -hmm. just tied to one thing something that i had to kind of deal with because obviously my first part of my life was really um tethered to the sequences of my mom's because obviously when you know people pass away it really dictates how your life kind of goes a little bit after but i let that become the pillar story of all things versus realizing that a story could be from a week well now we're currently we're in quarantine so i don't have any good like outdoor stories <laughs> but <laughs> indoor could be oh, you know, I saw my, um, like my partner's dog. She was being super needy yesterday and trying to like paw like my hands out of me, like having them crossed to get pet more. That could be a story in its own. You can relate it to your business, but it doesn't always have to be like this big, massive story that, you know, you're known for at all times, especially if you're not ready to go into it. So that's what I wanted to say for that. But I do want to dive in a little bit deeper as well to the fear, because like you mentioned, fear is one of the biggest reasons why people don't show up and in every way, like for their offers, for selling, for stories, for branding, like you name it, it comes up. So I love 
to hear your perspective on what's kind of like the two main fears people experience during like around this topic and what's the root causes of those fears. Yeah, so that's a really good question. So from my experience with people is self-doubt mm-hmm. is always present. Um, And that's no matter if you are starting day one as an entrepreneur or you are at seven figures plus already. I've never met anyone in between. I've never met a single entrepreneur that wasn't already doing big things or is actively trying to do something in their business that didn't have fear. Everybody has fear. So I think as soon as we learn and just accept that you're not alone in your fear, that anyone that you're following online that looks completely fearless, they probably double guess themselves 20 times before they hit post, you know, or at least they've been through that journey before they got super comfortable. Um, So it's just a practice of, you know, really keep showing up and keep practicing of showing up. The other thing is, not being in full alignment, not really believing in what you're doing enough to shout it from the rooftops. Um, And that's a huge one. And we've all been there. We've, as online business owners, as women, we've pivoted and it's okay to pivot. It's okay to like step into the next best version of you because it's only like through doing, do you realize like what you really love and you're really good at? Like you said, you started out in web design and now you're a Facebook ad strategist. But if you didn't start out in web design to kind of trickle into, you know, learning about ads and the online world, you wouldn't realize that this is your passion and this is something that you completely excel at. But I can imagine that when you started out as an ad strategist, you probably question who are you to teach on ads, you know? (laughs) So like, you know, who I used to feel like a phony because I was helping people as a brand strategist, but I've never been a designer. Like Mm -hmm. I thought, I told myself that I had to know color theory and, you know, design code and all of that in order to help people with their brands, but that's, that's baloney. Like, you know, I found my own way of wanting to do what I really wanted to do. So in essence, um, to wrap up your question is it's really self doubt, um, and then not feeling in alignment with what they're, with what they're doing. And I think when both of those things combine, it can be a really beautiful thing, but it's not something that can go away overnight. Mm. Um, I want people to know listening to this, that their fear is very valid as well. I'm not someone that's just going to say, just get over it and like Mm. post your offering and show up and hit live and just do it. No, you have to have a plan to work into it, but you're never going to get there if you don't just take like the, the next right step. So just what's the next right step? Well, yeah, I think it's a really great mention because like you said, both of those areas, no matter which stage of business you're in, you're going to feel those type of feelings. Because even for me, I always think about the phrase new level, new devil, and there needs to be a better phrase for it, but kind of like new level, new mindset issue (laughs) or like elevated mindset issue because 
no matter what you do, I mean, there's offers that I have right now that I've sold dozens of, and there's offers or freebies that I've had hundreds of leads come in. And there's still times where I'm like, is this offer even still good? Or like, you know, you move on to the next thing. So I want to say for those who are listening that that is, like you said, super valid, but realize that there needs to be work there. You can't just kind of like let it stay idly by or it's going to grow or it's going to like manifest in different areas of your life, especially with misalignment too. Because misalignment, like you said, can come in your marketing, come in your offers, like it can trickle a lot of places if you don't take the time to like figure out what that is for you. And I'd love to go into the conversation around for you when you work with clients, what are kind of like the symptoms you see when you kind of notice people aren't aligned in their marketing or offers or even what clients have told you that there's kind of like that disconnect? What's usually the the warning or beginning signs for them? The warnings are normally, because I, I always work with my clients. The last question, again, because I forgot what you asked me. No problem. So around this area, around warning signs and kind of like symptoms of when you know that your offer or even your marketing is out of alignment, what do you find that your clients are saying during this time? Yeah. Um, so I work with a lot of my clients, with most all of my clients on video, live or in person. Um, and honestly, I really pick it up from an intuition initially and body language and through really going in deep of if we can build your business in a certain kind of way and kind of asking like theoretical questions and like I can promise you it's going to make a million dollars like this one offer you can't do anything else like what's your dream business people normally start dreaming big but like the truth is coming out and they start saying things that they feel aren't possible for them. Like they're having like five and 10 year visions. But to me, as I'm hearing this, I'm like, this is totally doable like right now. Like, why aren't we just doing this? And then talking about what they love about their work, what they dislike about their work and just looking for those signs of what's coming up for them. A lot of people might enjoy the delivery of what they're doing, like the actual offer, but they don't like um, the version of the offer. So like maybe it's a one-on-one -on -one that could actually be formatted different to include less time or a lot of people base their offers on how other people structure offers and it's actually not a good fit. They just think, oh, like I'm a coach, so I should just do... 60 minute calls with strategy and notes and Slack access in between. And, you know, it, it just kind of looks, it's like cookie cutter, but maybe that's not the right fit for you. Maybe an intensive is a good fit for you instead of working with people three months at a time. Maybe you need to reach or get rid of that altogether and go all in on just doing group programs or, yeah. you know, different types of strategies. So really giving people the space to actually share in a safe place what's really working for them, what's really not working for them. If something absolutely had to go, like what would it be? It's really making time to do the hard work. I actually have an 11 page workbook that I give away for free. I'm happy to let you link it. Yeah. Um, but it actually walks people through my brave method 
and it helps you release, align, and illuminate in your brand. So it will identify your problems that are going on with your offers and your brand messaging, and it will, at the very minimum, give you insight as to what you shouldn't be doing in your brand anymore. So I think it's the letting go part. A lot of times we hold on to things that are making money because it's making money and we all need to make money. But what if we can make money doing the thing that really lights us up and you can't get there until you let something go. So that's, that's a big piece of it. Yeah. And I think there's even, like you said, around the guest type of area or the looking at other people area, you always wonder, okay, if this person's doing doing this way and they gotten so much money from it, then maybe I need to do it this way. And there's, there's one aspect of that, that you really need to work on because their business is not yours and vice versa. Like for me, I think I am friends with two or three other ad managers and their businesses look wildly different, even though they serve similar-ish people. And that's totally fine. But I think what's even more important around this as well is knowing that, like you said, you can do anything that you want, but even more so is knowing that during your offer, it's okay if your offers right now aren't your signature offer. Because I think that's something that I hear a lot right now for, for, I would say like seven figure or over experts, they say like, you need to have your signature offers like, or your signature offer number one of like your course or program or whatever it might be and go into it. If right now you're at a space where your offer currently isn't hundred percent aligned with you, don't make it your current offer. <laughs> Take the time to pivot and move and try it out with different delivery styles. Because something that happened to me where I created a course probably a year ago, that was what I thought my audience would need and was a really valuable course. But by three months later, I wasn't really into it. I didn't really feel excited by it, even though it was my quote unquote signature course or signature program. And I had to be okay with letting that go, taking a step back and doing, like you said, the real work is having to rework usually. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, knowing that you're going to have to like check in with yourself throughout your business journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not one and done. And, and that's all entrepreneurs in any field. It's constantly rechecking in with, is this still working? What is my positioning? What are our goals? Where are we trying to go with things? What's working? What's not feeling good? How can we tweak this? Is this worth keeping? What can we adjust? Taking feedback from your students or people that you're working with and implementing it, how can you make it better? A good friend of mine, she instilled this question in me and it's, you know, what can you do to make it better? Like before you let something go, have you even tried to just make it better first? Mm -hmm. You know, well, maybe we can make it better, but if better still doesn't feel good, well then, you know, it's time to take it off the plate or just table it because I've also been in situations where I've worked with people and something they've created years ago is now really relevant Mm. to their audience, really relevant. And now like it's, it's feeling like fire in them. And so they've opened it back up and thought, man, I haven't looked at this in forever. How can I rework this and making it great again? Um, So yeah, I mean, nothing's off limits and that's the beauty of being the entrepreneur in control is you get to decide. Um, But what you can't do 
is you can't not show up. You can't not do anything. So that's the only thing I am going to tell you. One, I think something that, like you mentioned, people don't talk about enough is those like reevaluating times. Because even for myself, since I'm such a strategist, go, go, go action person, I'll sometimes even forget to kind of have those I need to instill this for myself, full transparency around like having monthly or even quarterly check-ins with both my marketing offers and like how I show up to see that's still in alignment. Because what happens for me and a lot of what I see clients happen is they up level or they move into something new or I guess elevated of sorts. And then they're wondering, oh, well now I have to step back three steps to try and like go forward. When if you took that time three months ago or a month ago to kind of suss more of that out, you wouldn't have to take such a step back or such a 180 with how you're showing up. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing with that is really just making it a priority in your calendar and your schedule you know, quarterly, just, you know, take note of what's going on in your business. What are your offers? And just because an offer that feels really in alignment for you isn't taking off immediately, that doesn't mean it's the dud. Like you also have to give things time to collect data. As Danny's going to tell you, we got to collect data. And that's really important. You have to give things a real go. Often I'm, peeing, I'm seeing people not show up fully to solidify an offer. And then they're just easing into it and saying like, oh, nobody wanted to buy it. Or like, I didn't sell enough of it. But did you do everything that you absolutely could have done? Yeah. Um, and give it enough time to really resonate with your audience because people have to see things and hear things more than once to make decisions. It's true. And I think the the normal phrase used to go like eight to 10 times. People need to see it before they make an action. Now I think it's honestly over like 15 plus if they're like new yeah. to your audience. But I think what's really great about this and something that I haven't talked enough about around like these offers that you have, actually, I think uh, around this time, probably it'll be around the last session by the time that this airs. I'm doing kind of like a free brainstorm your marketing message sessions for people who are currently in the space where their offer, they still want to sell, but they're like messaging for their ideal clients out of alignment. Since I do a lot around like conversion and buyer psychology, I have to kind of like ask them these things. And it's really funny because I have two of them starting uh, in like a couple hours. And one of them, she has I could read it within the, like, like you said, intuition. I could read it through the lines. Like there's so much mindset work there around the offer itself and selling it. So the way that I usually see it happen is probably similar for you. is like three things for your offer. If it didn't, if it flopped, either you need more time, you need more traffic or you need to work on your mindset. I don't have a good T for that yet, <laughs> yeah. but I think those are the three biggest things that I see when you're doing that. Like for example, time, people will and something you probably see as well. We'll do the traditional, like the, I think it's a seven day launch or five day launch and then wonder what am I going to do next? Or, okay, the seven days, no one really bought it. If it's your first time offering it, you probably need more time. You probably need more time to sell it, to go through it and even try and do beta first. If you guys don't know what beta is, I can do an episode on it, but I think it's really important to first look at that. Second is the traffic. If you only had a hundred people in your audience and you maybe got one sale 
for your first time, that's still pretty good. You got one guess. And I think what happens is people look too much either at other people or at their past offers that were maybe like, for example, a one-to-one -one high ticket where obviously one $1,500 will be great, but for their $100, it doesn't feel as good. And last thing's mindset. If I could speak more about this, which I know I need to, your mindset plays such a huge piece in how you show up. Like we talked about for fear, and especially when you're having to sell your offer or market your offer, man, you better look at like do mindset work almost daily when you're selling. Yeah, every day, especially if you're in a launch, like you need to do gratitude and journaling it and meditating it and you know, getting the sticky notes and writing their names on the whiteboard and just knowing that you're going to welcome like X amount of beautiful souls into your program and envision yourself like, you know, celebrating their wins yeah. at the end of it, the transformation that you're helping them do. And that is so huge. And it's definitely something that every entrepreneur I know that um, is striving for success, they're constantly working on their mindset, keeping their vibe high, keeping their positive intentions and constantly per perfecting how they show up positively and attracting, putting out that positive energy and attracting that positive energy. And as soon as self-doubt creeps in, man, you got to shut it down. Like you got to put it in a cabinet and close the door and say, nope, I'm not going to listen to you. I know I'm going to sell off this launch. I know I'm going to have 15 people in this beta program. It's going to happen. Um, and don't think you're a crazy person for saying things like that out loud, because what you put out into the universe, I think comes back to you. That's just my belief. Um, yeah. So I think just working on your fear, working on your mindset, keep showing up, um, serving your audience constantly getting clear on your alignment, getting clear on your messaging, telling your brand stories, serving your people, showing up for them, helping them, especially in uncertain times. Like how can we show up better for our people? What can we do for them more? Um, even when you don't know what to say, it's okay to just get online and say, Hey, like I'm here. This is the content that I have available for you this is what I do. This is my expertise. You know, here's my top three tips for X, Y, Z, whatever you do that week. And just give people something, just show them something. Well, and I think too, what's really interesting about this time, which I love that you mentioned is obviously we're in uncertain times and this could be for you. It could be right now. It could be six, six months from now. It could be six years from now, but everyone has just certain times in their lives. And what I love to hear from you is you have a lot of people right now who are obviously questioning their own messaging. They're wondering like, how do I currently go about this to change it or maneuver it? And I think this is a great question to leave before we go on to the rapid fire round around what are some certain questions or journal prompts that you can ask yourself when you're in uncertain times to really see if your message is aligned with you. Yeah. So first of all, you know, what is your goal when you're serving someone, you know, how can you best help them and try to look at where your audience member is? So do you have a business where you've already been in their shoes and, you know, maybe they're you five years back? You know, how would you be feeling in those moments of vulnerability? So really question, kind of write 
your own journey out as to like what you would have been feeling in those moments and just talk about that like in a first person experience of hey maybe I've never went through this world crisis that we're going through but I did go through xyz and I did fail in my business and I did have clients that backed out of their contracts and I found holes in my contract that I didn't even know that I needed to look at you know through you know things that had came up you know because of this um but letting people know that you're human first of all you're here for them and then look to your goal so do you want to sell them something right now you know it a lot of people i've been talking to they don't feel comfortable selling their high ticket offers Yeah. yeah you can pivot like what is an offer that you can create to serve people right where they're at. Maybe that's a little bit less time um, involvement for you. Uh, Maybe it's a shorter amount, like a quicker win for them. Um, Maybe you're reaching out to former clients who've invested in your programs over the years, asking them how you can help them, how you can show up and support them. Um, Hosting an impromptu free training, Um, Just get on calls with people to see how they're feeling, to see what their problems are, because this is also a really great time to tap into your audiences, your market research, you know, what's going on for your audience to figure out what they need in this time. So you can help create more things to serve them now and later in the future. So, yeah, I mean, it's really just, showing up for them, letting them know that you're human as well. Um, pulling out some of your best free resources. This would be a great time to pull like your best content from the vault, team up with some biz besties to get some co YouTubes or Facebook lives together Mm -hmm. to bring, you know, relatable, valuable content. That's going to help them get to that next best decision in their business. I love that. And it's so true that right now, even for me, I'm doing certain free things that normally I would never do or wouldn't think to do because a mere two months ago, it wouldn't have been either relevant or worth my time in a way. But now it's about really showing up and delivering, almost over-delivering with the kind of value you have. It does not mean you need to over-deliver when it comes to like giving all the things away, but realize that people are asking more than ever what do I do? Who can help me? How can I feel more certain and stable during these times? And if you can create that with them, for me, I think I bought like three or four products in the last week. Were they super high products at that time? No, because I don't need those right now. But those products that I did buy, the people got it and they did barely anything. <laughs> like I am very much like an impulse, but like certain buyers, I'm like, if I know it's for me, I'm just going to go forward with it. And you're going to have those people in your audience, but if you don't show up for them and let them know about it, they're not going to be able to move forward because they don't know what to do. So yeah. I love that message a lot. And I want to go into as well around rapid fire round because this is how I love to end the podcast, mainly because it helps the audience know a little bit about you. And I think it's just really fun to go into. So they're just like five questions. Your first thing that comes to mind and you can just kind of let, let it free flow. So are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> Let's okay. do it. Awesome. Okay. First question is favorite book you've ever read or currently reading. Okay. For a business book, that's going to help you bust past your fear. It is, you are a badass 
by Jen Sincero. Um, hands down, must read it after and only after you've read it twice. Are you eligible to move on to her second book? you are a badass at making money, but you really have to like absorb the information in the first book before you're going to be like ready for the money manifestation. And that's going to blow your mind and your wallet in the second book. I can easily say that for, for me, cause I read both, but you're a badass at making money is still honestly one of the best money, like practical money, um, manifestation books that I've probably read to date. Yeah, it's so good. I've read it so many times. And I got to meet her in person. I went oh my to a book signing of hers last year, the year the year before last, I think. And it was just, yeah, it, I just, it made my day. So That's it was awesome. awesome. I love that. Okay. Next question is, what is your favorite word or phrase you use daily? Daily? Mm. Nine. And that is no in German for my children. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Keeping word you kind of need. Keeping it real. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Okay. What is something you're not very good at or working to get better at? Hmm. Yoga. That's fair. It's a great time too as well. And let's see, last two questions. This is honestly, this one's my favorite. Is what does success look like to you in your own eyes? Freedom. and freedom in all elements, like physical freedom to come and go as I please with my family. Um, since we are an international family, um, to be able to be in Europe or be in North America where my family lives, um, also financial freedom. So that way we can have the means to come and go. I would love to have two homes, like yeah. one here and one in America. So I don't have to be torn between always being a visitor in my home country and not never having like my own home yeah. um, to go to. So yeah, that's my ultimate success just personally. And from a business standpoint, it's really being able to impact millions with um, the lessons that they need to learn in order to get over their fear, to just be brave enough to show up more, to, live a greater, fuller, braver life. I love that. Well, that's actually a great place to end on too, because I want to make sure that for people, because I know after they're going to listen to this episode, they're going to say, I need more Ginny. Where can I find you? So can you let them know what you have in the works when it comes to if they want to work with you or where to find you? What's all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at JennyKrause.com and that's Jenny with a G. I'm also on Instagram at Jenny Krause and I am a DM queen. Um, I'm always in the DMs. I love to have conversations there. No question is too much. So please, if you have a question, come hang out with me there. I do one-on-one -on -one intensives with clients. I have a course, Brave New Brand, that is actually going to be launching maybe this week, I think, depending on when this airs. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's where we unlock your messaging and your storytelling. It's a course experience that I have, but I also have a greatness mastermind that's perfect for the entrepreneur who already has an established brand, who is pretty clear on her messaging. But if you're not hundred percent, we can still work on that in the mastermind. And that's really an accountability mastermind to empower women to continuously show up and share their messages with their brand, with their audience within their brands, 
to really get them in the habit. Like if you know you're someone that's not committed to taking action, to showing up when you say you're going to show up, this is the, the perfect place for you. And it's honestly, the mastermind is like my, my favorite way to, to work with people right now. Yeah. And for everyone who's listening, all those links will be down below to find her, to work with her. And I really recommend you go and check out, get that actual, the document you talked about to go through her brave method. If that, that's the first thing you do. I recommend doing that first. And that way it'll really help you kind of see how it is to work with Jenny and then find out which place is right for you. So I just want to say thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on and sharing your knowledge and just being a vessel of like hope and happiness and just remembering that branding and messaging is still so important right now. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am so excited that you were able to go through it and get some actionable tips out of it. For next steps, make sure you go to daniellecleum.com slash ad breakdown to get the complete ad breakdown around what one Insta ad did to help create 559 client leads and 20% sales increase in launch. Make sure to go ahead there to do that and DM me at I'm Danielle Clem to go in deeper into the conversation. And last but not least, make sure to leave a rating and review so that this podcast can get out to more amazing people like yourself.